The Oklahoma City Thunder just keep winning. It's a two-game winning streak now with SGA being on the sidelines with that ankle injury until the All-Star break. Trey Mann sets a career high against the Dallas Mavericks. Josh Giddy logs another double-double, and the Thunder roll out a weird, weird starting lineup. All of this and more coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, LOThunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Prize Picks. We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder, taking on the Dallas Mavericks, led by Luka Doncic, without SGA. The Thunder seed Trey Mann set a career high in points. Josh Giddy log another double-double. And Mark rolls out a very strange starting five in this one. But again, today's show is brought to you by Price Picks. Check out pricepicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is a daily fantasy prop operator made easy. We start the way we always do with our game overview. And SGA is still out until the All Star break, at least. But Critchie was out and Isaiah Roby was out as well with an ankle injury. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, a late scratch due to a right foot injury. So that's all four players that are injured with a right foot. Derek Favors did not play. Coach's decision, Poku did not play. Paul Watson Jr. did not play uh, in this one either. Sterling Brown, Christoph Przingis, and Tim Hardaway Jr. did not play. Neither did Moses Brown, Trey Burke, or Boban. The Mavs start out with Luka Doncic, Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, and Dwight Powell. The Thunder start out with Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Ludort, Aaron Wiggins, and Mamadi Diake. The Thunder snapped their losing streak last time out against Portland. They head back to Portland after this game. Uh, of course, they go to Portland. They hosted Portland on Monday. On the road tonight in Dallas to start their road trip, the Mavs came into this game after losing to Orlando. You would imagine that that loss to the worst team in the NBA record-wise would have woken them up. That loss was also in the AAC, so even more reason to not sleep on the Thunder. But in this game, the Thunder were just able to pull it out. This was a back-and-forth game all night. The Thunder's biggest lead was 12. Dallas's biggest lead was 7. This lead changed hands 16 times. Nine times the game was tied. A back-and-forth affair all game. The ball movement was special from Oklahoma City. You love to see the way that they got everybody involved in that offensive end. Luka tried to carry Dallas, scoring 40 points. But in overtime, it was Lou Dort who took over, scoring 14 points in that overtime period. Oklahoma City dominates the glass. They win the rebounding battle by 11 rebounds. Dallas had three more assists. OKC had five more turnovers. The Thunder won fast break points 8-2. to They lost second chance points by one. Dallas also won points in the paint 54-48. to Both benches scored exactly 37 points. 
OKC had 21 points off of turnovers, but Dallas only scores eight. That's a big disparity there with the Thunder cashing in on those Maverick turnovers, uh, more so than Dallas could cash in on the Thunder, who had five more turnovers than Dallas, and yet still, points off of turnover goes dramatically in the Thunder's favor. OKC won the first quarter and the third quarter, and of course won the overtime period. Dallas won the second and fourth quarter. The Thunder shot 47.7% from the floor. They shot 45.9% from three, 84% at the line for the Thunder. The Mavericks countered with 46% from the floor, 46.7% from the floor. Dallas shot 32.6% from three and 80% at the line. The Thunder win 120 to 114 in overtime. OKC is 2-0 since shutting down SGA due to that right ankle sprain, of course, He'll be reevaluated at the All-Star break to see where he's at at that point. Dallas is now 29-23. and They lose their second straight game, both at home, both to uh, bottom four teams in the NBA. They're now 6-4 and four in the last 10 games. And, of course, uh, that'd look a lot better had they captured these two home wins against Orlando and Oklahoma City. The Thunder improved to 16-34, and winners of two straight. Uh, they're 3-7 they're and seven in the last 10 games. Five and a half games back of Orlando for the worst record in the NBA. And on the opposite of what Dallas is looking at, if you're the Thunder, while these two wins were incredible and they were very fun and, and really with the losing streak that they were on much needed, but uh, just from a pure uh, non-emotional standpoint, only looking at the reverse standings, go fire up tankathon.com right now and look at that list of teams, look at those records, and now imagine that the two games that the Thunder have played with SGA were actual losses. Being a lot better position right now. Uh, in terms of other uh, reverse standings and trying to get the top overall pick. The Thunder had five players in double figures. Dallas had four. Luka had 40 points, 10 assists, three steals, and six rebounds. However, while that was good and all, and he did, of course, have his typical t- uh, technical foul, uh, while that was good, he did say himself that he played the worst defensive game of his, of his entire career. And that's how the thun- that's how the Thunder beat the Mavericks in the American Airlines arena. And it was largely due to Trey Mann. Trey Mann had a career high 29 points, one of those five Thunder players to reach double figures. The rookie out of Florida, picked 18th overall, goes for 29 points, three assists, a steal, and a block with two turnovers to boot. Missed a free throw, which could have given him 30 points. Josh Giddy was making fun of him. They did not score 30 points. Uh, Trey Mann shot 57.1% from the floor, uh, six for eight from three, seven for eight the line. Uh, used the little uh, TikTok sound uh, that Josh Giddy always uses, the, the breathe, breathe thing uh, after the game to make fun of himself for not getting to 30. In the post-game press conference, uh, Josh Giddy made fun of Trey Mann uh, for not getting to 30. It was, it was a fun time all around. Uh, for Trey Mann and this Thunder team. They, they just, they, they remind you so much of the Thunder U days. They're so young and so uh, cohesive together on and off the floor. Uh, but in this game, you really saw his special scoring impact. And, and that comes with playing 41 minutes. And that comes with getting to see him more because of his scoring potential. But he used that step back move to create space against Luka Doncic four times. One was a miss, uh, but still, it just creates so much space. There's really nothing you can do defensively. And one time where it happened, 
Luca just threw his arms up in the air and just had no idea what to do. Like it, he was perplexed. He he wanted a travel call. He wanted just to be bailed out. He just he couldn't handle it. That that Trey Mann was just dominating this game on the offensive end. And he also pulled out this step back off of two screens. Look, the double screen can free you up. We know that Trey Mann can shoot off the dribble. If you can shoot off the dribble, get a double screen and then do a step back and then make it, that's close to unguardable. And that really starts to set a really good foundation for this Thunder team long-term because we know that we know that SGA is a great drive-and-kick player. We know that he can get to the rim at will and that him getting to that rim is almost unguardable as well. We know that Josh Giddy is an elite passer. We know that Trey Mann can spot up shoot, can shoot off the dribble, uh, can shoot around screens, can shoot on the step back and create for himself and create for others by creating for himself. You're getting and compiling a lot of guys that can have elite traits on the offensive end of the floor. And that's what you need to win basketball games in the year of our Lord, 2022. He wore that shooting sleeve tonight, by the way. I'm a big accessories guy. I, I didn't like whenever he wasn't wearing accessories. I did like the, the Jordan uh, sweatband on the on the elbow area, but I love the shooting sleeve even more. Hope he keeps that up. Uh, he had a floater in this game where the ball was just in the rafters before coming down and cashing in. And he did have the makes off of Giddy passes that made you drop your jaw at how fast Josh Giddy can throw a basketball. But the most impressive thing about this is that Trey Mann, for the majority of this game, was defended by Dorian Finney-Smith. With no SGA there, and with him having the high hand offensively, Trey Mann got the Mavs' best defender on him all night. Got the attention of the Mavs' best defender all night and scored 29 points. It was a free throw away from scoring 30 points. That, that is so impressive for your young rookie uh, who has had some ups and downs in terms of minutes logged this season. So not compiling the experience that Josh Giddy is compiling, but now you're starting to see him expand his role with SGA out by proxy of just the Thunder needing to turn to him now that the SGA is out. And you're seeing him run with it. You're seeing him take his, his opportunity and really, really cash in. It's been fun watching him play. He's a heck of an offensive player. Uh, and tonight showed you his potential and his, his ability to get towards that elite offensive player range. Now, uh, the definition of how good he'll be in a player in the sense of all-star, superstar, starter, bench player, role player, all that will get solved by his defensive ability, by the way this team gets finished, you know, rounding out in terms of roster construction. But at the end of the day, you have a guy that can be a bona fide bucket getter. And how many of those past Thunder teams that could have been in title contention, that could have won the NBA Finals, just needed another bucket gear to help out and lighten the load on their stars. So it's a valuable thing to have no matter what he pans out to be. And he's still just so young with so much upside that we don't really know what's going to come of Trey Mann. But we do know that you should be going to price picks. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning Price Picks app. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we all know that you will too. Folks, it's easy to use. You pick two to five players and over-under on the projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe, offers fast withdrawals, and the award-winning app is on both the App Store and the Google Play Store. Price Picks offers a variety of options. Price Picks offers any prep you can think of, from points scored to rebounds and steals. Price Picks also offers 
mixed sport entries. You can take the over on Josh Giddy assists and then on Super Bowl Sunday, take the under on Joe Pearl yards and win yourself some money. Prize Picks does not just offer NBA. They also have a ton of options from college basketball, football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and so much more. For a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer that all of our users can get. Users get $50 free. $50 free if a player in your first Prize Pick entry scores a single point. $50 free, and all you got to do is pick a player who's going to score a single point. But you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Go check them out with their award-winning app. It is tax season, and you need TurboTax. People think that unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but with TurboTax Live, the experts can help you uh, make things as smooth as possible. We all have unique lives, whether you're investing in, investing in crypto for the first time this year, whether you own your own up-and-coming small business, or you are raising a rambunctious set of twins. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions walk you through the whole process, or even do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get your de- the dedication that you need, and they give you what you deserve. No matter how unique of a situation that you're in, you can talk to a TurboTax live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your house. TurboTax experts are here to help however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them, and they'll do it all for you. With a TurboTax Live Experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com, learn more. TurboTax.com, learn more. You do your thing, they got your taxes covered. It's TurboTax Live Experts. Go check them out. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast and the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Folks, the trade deadline, it's coming up. Thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all platforms. That way you never miss an episode on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles and make sure that you're prepared because the NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Central, and the Lockdown NBA podcast will cover it live from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Lockdown fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to get a breakdown of every blockbuster move by subscribing to the Lockdown NBA YouTube page. Lockdown NBA YouTube page. Turn on notifications for whenever they go live so you can be there with me. I'll be in there when the Thunder make a move. I'll hop on. Throughout the day, I'll be in the chat talking it up, telling you what I'm hearing about the Thunder at the deadline. So make sure you go check them out. Uh, the Locked NBA YouTube page on February 10th at 2 p.m. Central. Be there or be square. And apparently, you don't want to be square. So be round or be whatever other shape besides square. Now, let's get back into this very exciting, very fun, incredible Thunder win over the Dallas Mavericks. We discussed Trey Mann. 
and his ability to score 29 points tonight against Dallas. But we also have to discuss Josh Giddy. He wins Rookie of the Month again. He is still going wire to wire as of now in Rookie of the Month awards. No other Western Conference rookie has taken that award yet from him and doesn't project like they ever will. He might go wire to wire in Player of the Month awards for rookies in the Western Conference and not win Rookie of the Year, which would just prove how deep and insane this draft class is, as we talked about all year last year. This draft class would not being really, for the last two years, we've talked about how great this draft class would be. He had some impressive drives to the rim. One was a move where he got to the paint off of a Trey Mann pass and just spun in the lane against Reggie Bullock and finished for 14 points. Uh, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, had the 6 turnovers as his usage goes up with kind of being the only main point guard. But still, uh, nice game for a 19-year-old. No free throws tonight. 53% from the floor, 0 for 3 from 3. Fantastic bullet passes. Now look, baseball's in the midst of a lockout. And I know that there's some scheduling conflicts with basketball and baseball, but the all-star break comes. And if, if baseball is still a sport at that time, uh, if they're in spring training at that time, whenever baseball gets their stuff figured out, we need to coordinate a way, whether they take a road trip to Arizona or Florida, whatever the case is to get Josh Giddy in MLB spring training for a day. Let's just see how hard he can throw a baseball. If he just really went into one and just threw a baseball, how hard would he throw it? Because he's, he's bulleting basketballs all over the floor. I want to see him just absolutely annihilate a baseball and just annihilate a catcher's glove with that baseball. I think that he could leave smoke out of it and leave a big hole in it. He, he is a, a great, great passer, great offensive rebound sequence where he got the offensive rebound and immediately with one hand flings it in the corner, the Trey man for a bucket, a special player. He led this team as at, at 19 years old to a win really created offense just was incredible in that way. Played 36 minutes. Jason Kidd before the game praised him, uh, and that's a comparison I've made multiple times across multiple shows, uh, podcasts, and various places. That Jason Kidd uh, has a you know that Josh Giddy's a lot of Jason Kidd in his game. So really cool to see that connection there. Uh, but Josh Giddy, hats off to him. Lou Dort, a miss today. Overtime Dort scored 14 points, and he's the reason why you have this one. He's the reason why the Thunder won this game. He had the buzzer beater last year, which has the iconic photo of Al Horford and George Hill all jumping on top of Lou Dort, his first ever buzzer beater last year in the history of his basketball career, dating back to all levels. Uh, that, that was very sp- fun and special. And I think that whenever you look back on that picture in 20 years, they're going to say, oh, George Hill was on the Thunder. Oh, Al Horford was on the Thunder. What a weird time that was, huh? And, and so he did win you that game single-handedly last year. He had the 40-point game last year as well. This is another game that the win directly goes to Ludort because they could have easily folded in overtime and Ludort did not let that happen. He scores 30 points tonight, three assists, six rebounds, a block, just carried the team to a win, was the best player on the floor in overtime uh, in this one. Six for 10 from three for Ludort, 52% from the floor. Wiggins leaves this game early after landing on Lucas' foot, trying to block a shot. 24 points, 50% from the floor, two for two from the three-point land, four rebounds and assists, eight points. Really, really good defensively, just again, a shame he got hurt earlier on in this game than you would have liked to have in overtime. I'd have him in the, in the lighter stages of this game to where maybe you win regulation, but shout out to Aaron Wiggins. He was huge tonight in this game. Also want to give a huge shout out to Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley was really good defensively. 
11 rebounds, 10 of which came on the defensive end. A steal, three blocks, 13 points on 12 shots. Look, this team, you're playing down SGA, but you're also playing without Derek Favors, playing without uh, Jeremiah Robson Earl, who had the foot injury. You have Muscala, who's still nursing an injury. They're kind of playing him in smaller spurts, but he did go 19 minutes in this one. You lack size. You lack size in general in this team when they're fully healthy. You especially lack size in this scenario. You're starting Mamadi Biake at the center position before the game. He's your starting center. The Thunder but especially due to this base's ability to go out there and to lock it down on the glass on the defensive end and in possessions and not allow those second chance points after second chance points. So we're going to talk more about this game with Kenny Hustle and Mike Muscala and also Mark's interesting pregame comments about Alexei Pukhashevsky. That's all coming up on today's Locked On Thunder. But first, I want to say right now, but our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is an incredible protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. Built Bar is fantastic. Built Bar has amazing flavors. And in my opinion, with their 100% real chocolate on the outside, they're even better than a candy bar. 100% real chocolate on the outside. They, most Built Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which typically has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen net carbs. Check them out today at Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order to use them to stay healthy. Uh, you can use them pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement or a snack. Check them out today at Built.com. Promo code LOCK15. My personal favorite is absolutely cookies and cream. Just try them out today. But the best part for me about Built Bar is that they're healthy for you and they never get old. A lot of the time, if you're going on a health kick like I am right now and you're trying to find the best things to eat, find the best ways to work out, find the best ways to do everything that you need to do, uh, a lot of the times the best food for you to eat gets really repetitive. But with Built Bar, they're always changing up their flavors. They're always offering you more flavors and you can really shake it up a bit, but keep eating that same thing that's really good for you in Built Bar at Built.com. Promo code lot 15, 15% off of your next order. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Go check out our good friends over at Locked On Bets for your second listen. Thank you for making us here at Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Let's continue talking about this big win over the Dallas Mavericks. We've talked Trey Mann scoring 30 points, 29 to be exact. We've talked Josh Giddy. We've even talked to Harry Spacely. But Kenneth Williams has 50% from the floor, 0 for 2 from 3, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, a block, only 2 turnovers, and 8 points. Had a really uh, impactful hand in this game in terms, of, in terms of being able to help the Thunder get this win. And he showed his value ahead of the deadline. We'll see what happens in a week from now with Kenny Hustle, but... Really good game from him. Muscala, 5.6 rebounds and assists, 19 minutes. Also good from him. But I do want to end the show on this last segment with Mark's comments on Poku. So we're going to wrap this game up right now. Bet of the day brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.net is OKC plus 12 with that cash gen. The Moneyball pick. Who led the team in three-pointers made tonight? It was Lou Dort with six. But 
Trey Mann also had six. So my guess was Lou Dort. That's correct. But also, if you guessed Trey Mann, you're correct as well. MVP of this game, Trey Mann, 29 points, three assists, a steal, block. Great game from him. But I do want to end on Mark's comments on Poku. So before the game, the media gathers around and Zoom and uh, in the AAC and everything else and waiting to hear what Mark has to say. Poku gets brought up. And Mark says, quote, it's been up and down for him. The most important thing is that he's working. I still think that he's much a much better player right now than he was when he got here. And we're going to have to help him work through this, end quote. He also announced before the game that Poku would not be in the planned rotation tonight. So in this game, he was a break glass in case of emergency player. That's a big shock and a big change from where he was last year, where he's getting a ton of minutes and even single-handedly won you that last game of the season last year. And that kind of brings the point that's been made throughout the course of this season. As you see his minutes per game go down, as you see his role in the NBA decrease, as you see him uh, play differently than he played last year, what is Poku's future now? What does that look like? Does the lack of minutes, lack of role in this year compared to last year show that the organization doesn't believe in him anymore? Has Poku regressed? All these things on the surface level to me are very uh, good questions. As you dig a little deeper, I think the answers get clearer and clearer. The thing about the organization, first off, is that to me, it's a legitimate question because of the amount of first-round picks the Thunder have on, on the way this year and in the future. When you have three first-round picks at your disposal and you might select all three this year, that's three spots you need to create. Now, is this draft deep enough to draft three players? Is it going to be where you do what you did last year and just trade one of the picks away? Whatever the case is, right? But... You're going to need at least three roster spots in some capacity from this draft class. And you got to find three players at that point to move on from. And some of these decisions get easier as you go down this summer and as the season and the offseason progresses itself. But that's not even factoring in trades you want to make or different moves you want to make because at this, this offseason could be a prime time spot for the Thunder to try to improve and take that first step in improving a team versus kind of deconstructing a team in the sense of an outside source other than the draft of improving your team. It might not be, but it could be. So that's still an option. So in this sense of the stage of the Thunder right now, roster spots are at a premium because eventually you have to trade some of these picks. Now, it might not be this offseason. It might not, it might not be until next offseason. But eventually, you have to consolidate these picks and trade for players that are actual tangible in the NBA. That's an influx of players. You're always going to, with so many draft picks, you're always going to have players drafted. That's going to be an influx of, of roster spots. And so it's going to be hard for these players who are on this team right now that you're growing and knowing and learning and loving to stick around long-term. However, even though that's the case, that's going to be very hard for a player to stick around and very hard for a player uh, to hang in with this influx of, of, of roster turnover. The Thunder and Sam Presti did a rare thing in Boku's draft. 
they let everybody know that they, that they love Poku. They couldn't contain themselves. They couldn't, they could not play it close to the vest. Remember this year? James Book Knight? He was the guy. They couldn't contain themselves on him either. They loved him. In the final hour, though, they took Josh Giddy. Wonderful selection, as of right now, of course. Wonderful selection. Last year, they took Poku. And remember, last year pre-draft? Oh, no, it's not going to be Poku. This is just a smokescreen, smokescreen, smokescreen. Wow. It was really Poku. And not only was it Poku, they'd trade up to get Poku. This year, because of last year, nobody really thought that the, that the Book Knight thing was a smokescreen necessarily because we saw a track record of, hey, these same guys saying Book Knight were the ones saying Poku last year. So I say that to say that's how much this organization really liked Pokushevsky just a calendar year ago. That's how much this organization believed in his ability to become a unicorn player, to become uh, a diamond in the rough, to become a upper-end player in this league. And you do not give up on that after two seasons. You just don't. Because part of doing this job in the, at the NBA level as a player, as a coach, as an executive, as an owner, as a whatever in the NBA, is having an ego. And thinking you, you never got one wrong, right? Believing in what you originally thought. It's just way too soon to even think about Poku's future in the NBA, much less with the Thunder, because the Thunder believe in this guy. They do. I, I think that they really do. And I think that this year, Poku's played better in his moments because while it's not the same highlight reel, it's also not the same low light reel. From last year. He's playing more measured, more under control. And I think that right now, more so than punishing Poku for not giving him opportunity, not giving him minutes in the NBA, they're more so working him in with the blue, an area where he can try to play that unicorn role without the consequences of the NBA and, and finding that balance. Because you cannot throw a guy in the fire in the NBA and try to find balance and try to let a guy who's not really a unicorn yet try to play like a unicorn at seven feet tall. You just can't. We saw how that worked out last year. It resulted in a ton of lowlights. But with the blue, you can let him play any style he wants to, and it doesn't really uh, matter in the sense of his lowlights, right? It, it's it's a purpose, right? The purpose of the, of the blue is to develop. It's not to win games, although they are doing a good job of winning games, by the way. But it's to develop mostly. And so I think that right now the big thing is balance. It's not that the organization has given up on him. It's not that the organization doesn't like him anymore. It's not that he's a lost cause. It's just striking the balance of how much leash do you give somebody to go try to be a unicorn, go try to be an all-star player, and how much do you pull them back in and say, you know what, maybe, just maybe, you're not going to be a Kevin Durant type player or a Christoph Porzingis type player or any of these other all-stars. Maybe you're just a guy, and we need to treat you like that in terms of how we progress along this developmental track. But it was interesting to see that tonight he was not even an option in the rotation, barring anything crazy happening, uh, and... Of course, his role has changed, which led to some Thunder fans asking the question uh, if he's still in their future plans. And as of right now, I'd lean yes because of this organization's love of him just a calendar year ago, and they're not one to make rash decisions based off a small sample size. And his career so far is just too small of a sample size. Everyone knew this would be a process, right? Grant Fischilla, who is one of the best in the NBA world or basketball world, really, at scouting overseas talent, said he was two years away from being two years away. A calendar year ago. Since then, he's played massive roles on NBA teams, 
and gotten a ton of G League experience. So let's just continue to see how his career progresses and his game progresses. And we, who knows? After the All-Star break, we might see a lot more of Poku. So let's judge this season at the end of the season, uh, even though it's hard to lay off of the judgment in the midst of it. So tomorrow, we'll be back for another episode. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Until tomorrow, be good. Be good to one another.